Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Live today from RGS Exteriors and Construction. Give them a call, 801-280-3110. Find out what they can do for you. You can also go online, rgsutahsighting.com. Time to talk a little Utah Jazz basketball. Let's get out to The Zone phone. Joining us now, the television voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend, our good friend Craig Bowler-Jack. What's up, Bowler? Jake, uh, what's happening? Gordon, what's going on? Well, first of all, did you have a happy birthday, Bowler? Yes, I did. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Another year uh, younger? I didn't get any trouble. Uh, but, yeah, I feel I feel like, you know, that's, you know, I feel 45, 46. Yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> <laughs> Keep well, by that lie. Tell you what, man, if I could, uh, you know, I don't feel, you know, it's just, it's the thing is, you just wish, and I think you know, listeners understand. It, it's just like, why, ha- why the hell do the joints hurt? Why, why? <laughs> Gosh, I'm sorry, but that's uh, you know what? If I could, if if my leg, my knees were good, I'd feel, I'd feel, I'd feel pretty dang good. Well, you know what it is? It's uh, all that hard work you did out on mm-hmm. the North Forty back. Yeah, on the, the North day. Forty. Yeah, yeah, the back, the knees, too much digging poles and brush hogging, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> when I was a when I was a cow wrestler on the in the rodeo circuit, <laughs> yeah, all those that, things. If we get that barn cleaned up, no, it's it's halfway. I just haven't had a chance with COVID to really go where I want to go with it. I don't know if I ever will. It's a big job. It's a big <laughs> job. But I got a floor down. But I need some inner work. Outside looks pretty good. It's uh-huh. really the walls that concern me a little bit. So. It's not going to crumble anytime soon, uh, uh, soon, but unless the big one hits, and then I'm, we all may be in trouble. <laughs> Bowler, uh, help the Jazz fans out. Who should they be rooting for tonight between the Lakers and the Warriors? Uh, I would say the Lakers, so they take seven and go play Phoenix and let those two battle it out, LeBron, if he's healthy. Uh, but look, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have to go through it somewhere somehow, but. Um, you know, and see what the Memphis Golden State combination. I guess I'm assuming that San Antonio would lose, right? So that would be the the second night matchup, and and the Lakers would go on to the seventh spot, and then you got Curry and company against John Morant uh, battling for the eighth spot. But look, something's going to happen in the NBA's first round. There's great teams one through nine. I mean, the Spurs hobbled through this season, but look, you, you can't ever count out Popovich in my book uh, in 25 years of coaching but you're going to have upsets in round one and I think you know again the teams that are focused and healthy and that's you know we the first step was with Mike coming back you know again Donovan has an extra five days six days uh, this week uh, to, to formulate and uh, reintroduce himself to, to practice and etc and again 
Jazz have been quiet on that to this point, but you have to assume ready to go, but we'll have to wait and see. I'm no doctor. You hope that's the case, and they've been cautious. But a full-strength Utah Jazz team will be uh, as dangerous as any team in the NBA if they, if they walk in there healthy. And they have the home crowd, which they've fought their tails off for to get there as number one. Uh, to to be the best team record-wise in the NBA and to win the West uh, through, by the way, through uh, losing Donovan for 16 and Mike multiple games this year, they've had to show, and I don't think the league is totally understands uh, the depth of the Jazz and how they were able with Quinn Snyder's direction to get here. I mean, I think it's a great story. It also should bring, I think, more confidence the fact that the depth, the experience, the Niangs, the Joes, the Clarksons, even the Trent Forrests who have shown the floor for more minutes has proven the Jazz can still survive and get through. Now, look, a seven-game series is brutal. It comes at you fast, and you have to make adjustments. But if the Jazz are, are healthy, the depth of this team, I still think, will play a factor uh, in the end game. Well, you were talking about the Lakers there, and uh, I think both the Lakers and Warriors uh, present their challenges. But everyone seems, not everyone, but uh, there are a number of people who have expressed a real fear of the Lakers. I think the Lakers are really good when they're healthy. And if they are healthy, if they are matched up against the Jazz in that first round, I would find it fascinating. And, And I get it. I understand. Oh, no, don't want that to happen. But, but. If the Jazz were able to beat the Lakers, oh yeah, uh, that would present a, a boost in confidence that I think might take them further than it would be the other way around. You know, I tell you, the other part of this story or discussion point to Jake is this, right? If you do get the Lakers 1-8 and Donovan's guarantee of never again and it doesn't come out that way, then you go, wow. First round meant nothing. Best record of the NBA meant nothing. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just I'm thinking out loud how some fans think, and I've thought about this myself. What's the best path? How do you say, okay, we've taken another step? And I think, again, there is something with the Lakers and the Jazz history for one, but now you add LeBron into the mix, who is the reigning NBA champion. Um, again, I think there's just that uh uh-oh kind of mentality, right? Again, this game is so intriguing with what Steph Curry has done in the last 30 games of this season, basically has run the table offensively uh, in this league. I mean, he makes it look easy, which is scary. Um, Can you maintain it? Uh, You know, that's, that's the next question. But uh, tonight's game is so intriguing on two really – you know, formidable players, former Hall of Famers, multiple NBA champs, and MVP trophies on their table. Uh, it's it's really almost old school if Clay Thompson was playing in the Lakers and AD. You know, it almost has a sense of a Western Conference final if it was another time. But, it, man, it's a couple of heavyweights if they're all healthy. Uh, and we'll see how one game plays out, by the way. It's a one game, you know, hit and miss. Either you're on or you're off. And that's that's going to be the beauty of these play-in games, which I think, again, Gordon and Jake, we talked about it last week. Are they here to stay? With all the hype that you're talking about or hearing about around the league, yeah, I think they are. 
Bowler, um, I know Andy Larson did a story about uh, the statistically in the analytics talking about Rudy Gobert having uh, one of the, if not the best defensive seasons uh, in, in NBA history. And it's, it's really interesting. And, um, you know, to talk about why or how he made that leap, we go to another piece done by Chris Mannix. He did a, a long uh, story about the Jazz released in Sports Illustrated yesterday where he told a story, and this is kind of what I want to get your reaction to. He told a story about how Rudy was an advocate for the Jazz mm-hmm. to bring Derek Favors back to the team mm-hmm. because last year he was worried about how thin they were and that if he got into foul trouble and had to come off the floor that the team was in so much trouble that he was advocating favors to come back so he could be more aggressive and he could not worry about it and play his game. I found that explanation uh, really fascinating. Why don't you get your yeah. reaction to that? No, totally. When I read it too, that's kind of, um, you know, they did a, he did a good job uh, getting some info out of there and letting the guy talk about who he is and what he needed and the impact he has. And I think he obviously realizes that, but, his aggression and how he needs to to get out on the three-point line, how he's able to use his feet to retreat back and and block shots off balance back at the baseline. I mean, he's he is more aggressive. There's no doubt. Nothing against Tony Bradley, but again, to make the next step, you have to have, I think, at that position, uh, a veteran who understands uh, and can come in and give 12 minutes. And D. Faves, the beauty here is that Derek knew coming in what his role was going to be. This wasn't like it was before. Like, look, I want more time. No, I went to New Orleans. I'm coming back, but I know the reasons why. And I think that's probably the most important thing, why it worked. Um, Players want to play, and they should. But, again, I think the Jazz made it very clear in those discussions and probably, you know, quoted Rudy, too, that we need you because we need backup minutes that we, you know, we don't try to lose a lead. Maybe we can maintain it or even build on it. But look, even when Rudy is off the floor, I think we've seen the analytics and the numbers too, Jake and Gordon, where we see the Jazz try to stay kind of just, okay, let's get through. Let's just get the eight points and, the, you know, the six rebounds from favors and the Gobert's impact becomes even more monumental because you see teams attack the paint, right, when Rudy's out. And they think that's their time to make a move. And if you can just stay balanced and try to not to give up a lead or at least add a, a bucket or two during that course of time, then it's a win. Uh, but, man, analytically, Jake, spot on. I don't. There's very few uh, stats that, that Rudy doesn't dominate. And there's still kind of a doubt, right, in the press, in some minds back east or maybe on the west coast some. I don't know. But, man, when I watch him play – uh, and again, I try to, you know, everyone says, well, you work for the Jazz. You, you know, you call games for the Jazz. Yeah, I do. But you know what? I also have the ability to watch the guy every night. Uh, he's amazing. Is he offensive? Sometimes. On the rim, is he getting better? I think so. Feet, movement, Euro step, you know, rolling to the rim. Yeah, I see more movement offensively than I ever have in his game. But I think a lot of times uh, that is part of the issue for voters. Is he one-dimensional? Uh, look, what is the defensive player of the year? That is an honor for the most disruptive defensive player in the NBA. And if there's anybody better, well, there'll be a few players who tell you who they are. But Rudy Gobert is the most dominant player in the NBA. Uh, there's no question. There is no question in my mind. 
So, Bowler, other than Rudy Gobert, what did you witness during the regular season that makes you most optimistic about what's going to happen in the playoffs? Depth, Gordon, comes right to my lips. And also the sixth man and Jordan Clarkson, uh, who's nonstop. Look, there are some who says he's a high-volume shooter. It's going to be interesting, Gordon, how those shots are distributed back into uh, Donovan's hands. Um, look, that's part of, you know, again, I wish that he could have played the last two games just again for the blending part of this and maybe figuring that out. But instead, you're going to have to do it in the postseason. But I think he understands who he is, what the Jazz need, and how this whole offense works. So I'm not as panicked about it, but still, I'm really intrigued on how this process will be. But to have a Conley Donovan Mitchell backcourt again, uh, changes the whole dynamics of how teams will defend. But when you're playing a team seven times, you make adjustments, which, again, Quinn is great making his own adjustments. If it's Steve Kerr, what a battle for coaching, right? If it is, uh, we'll have to wait and see until Friday. But uh, I, I'm, I'm a believer, you know, that uh, the Jazz depth and I think the change they made, Gordon and Jake, in the bubble last last summer, man, saying let's roll with the three and open it up in the green light by Quinn, which I didn't expect, honestly. I didn't expect this team to be so dynamic on the three-point line. But they have been consistent, mind you. 43 attempts, 17 makes, 39%. They flirted with 40 for a while. But that's who they are. And um, sometimes you get too locked in. With the three, I still am an old-school guy. I don't have a problem with a mid-range J, uh, and I think that's where Jordan Clarkson gives the Jazz some relief. I really do, and even Derek Favorites when he's on the floor. He still has that old-fashioned 15-foot baseline jumper that Malone delivered late in his career as well. So I think they're just balanced, um, and that's what's exciting for me. Craig Bowler Jack is with us uh, here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Bowler, what do you think about uh, not knowing about Donovan's status? There's there's no way to know except for to ask your, your gut, I guess. But what do you think? Is he going to be uh, good to go on Sunday? My gut says yes. I, I don't know, and I wish I could tell Jazz fans yes, uh, but I don't know my gut. I'm a, I believe, you know, an ankle sprain can linger. You know, and again, I think the fear was after LeBron came back and tried it out and then took a step backwards, the Jazz don't want that to happen. Uh, because, look, once you dive into this, it's a long haul uh, to the Western Conference Finals and hopefully beyond. You know, this is the first time, you know, the Jazz were Boozer and D. Will and Memo got what to the West in 08. You have to double check me on that. And of course, uh, the old show me the title days of 97. In 98 with John and Carl and Hornacek and Coach Sloan. I mean, you know, look, through COVID, this is an incredible story to me. I mean, look what the Jazz have been through. I mean, they're the, the, the epicenter at the moment of Oklahoma City. Uh, the bubble, uh, the Donovan and Rudy story of will they coexist. Even the plane trip to Memphis that was hit by a flock of birds. Come on. I mean, this team as a team has gone through more emotional moments than I think – most teams could, you know, have in a, in a 10-year span. I mean, it's just been unbelievable. And it only makes them stronger as a unit, and they do have the same goal. People ask me this all the time on other shows around the country, like, come on, there has to be something, you know, there has to be something in that line. Now, I'll tell you, 
look, I haven't traveled. And if they, if there is, they, they, they don't talk about it, but from what I see, it's the most team concept in the NBA that we've seen probably since the old days of uh, Detroit and Vinny Johnson and the guys. I mean, it's just an amazing thing to see two all-stars, actually three and a six man potentially. And a coach like Quinn Snyder get this done. And I think the bigger factor guys will be our, our, our fan base. Look, there's a, you're number one for a reason. The jazz were lucky to have some fans in the building. Now they've built it to 13,000. Awesome. This time last year, it was a mess. Uh, and we were just lucky that we got through each and every day. But to put 13,000 fans in the stands in the late month, the late weeks of May uh, to, to celebrate the Jazz best season uh, says a lot. And I think it's going to play a major factor with uh, the fan base of Salt Lake and beyond. Um, and use it wisely. Use it well, because I think fans are ready to roll, ready to go. Well, Lord, I want to circle back on the Donovan thing one more time. Did you uh, – do the Jazz know? Do the Jazz know whether he's going to be absolutely ready to go, or is there some doubt, do you think, still? Uh, even you know, those on the inside. Well, no, I think the inside – you know, the insiders all know. Um, as you know, from the days of Scotty Layden to Kevin O'Connor and now to Dennis and, um, you know, Z uh, – it's 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 just very tightly kept on on those things. They they protect players and the injuries in in a very big way. And you know some players may say no, man. Let's let's go ahead and and open the door. But I think I think the the franchise itself is just do they want to maybe concern the eighth seed and wonderment maybe, or do they just want to just you know let let Donovan just continue the process. And you know what? We used to be able to go to practices and, you know, shoot arounds, which I haven't been to in what, 14, 15, 16 months. You know, the Zoom is all you really get a chance to, to, to see and hear uh, from the franchise. Uh, and hopefully that will change one day soon. But, you know, my gut still says this guy's a competitor. It was a, you know, it was a, it was a high level ankle, not high ankle, but a high level sprain. I mean, you could tell. Uh, and Donovan, I think, too, uh, at least in the NBA, Gordon had been injured that I can think of to that degree. I mean, he's had this and that, was out, what, a couple of games for concussion protocol. Uh, but I think this was obviously one of those times where he had to kind of evaluate how his body responds and how he would go through treatment. But, again, I go with gut. I say, man, I could be wrong, but I, I really believe the Jazz will be full uh, full steam ahead come opening night or opening afternoon. Still don't know when we play on Sunday. How about that? Let's hope for afternoon, Bowler. What do you say? Let's, yeah, I'll let's, take let's afternoon. Let's put that into the universe. Let's get an <laughs> afternoon game going. Yeah, a little one thirty tip maybe. Yeah. Uh, get home in time for some uh, late chow and, and, you know, celebrate a W. Yeah, absolutely. Heck you yeah. know, Sunday games aren't that common, right, in Salt Lake, but here we go. I mean, when you're the, when you're top of the top of the heap, they put you in those time slots, and there'll be more, I'm sure, along the way. But, so. you know, I'm excited. I, I tell you, the Jazz did some marvelous things this year, and they had a difficult schedule in that first half and took care of business. Uh, they've survived the, the Conley and Donovan Mitchell injuries, and it's not often you lose your entire backcourt and you can still claim the number one seed, uh, you know, in the, in the NBA, which means, by the way, not only are you – 
if you go to the NBA Finals, you have the home court advantage surround. And that is quite telling of what, what this accomplishment is for this franchise. Bowler, you're the best. Thanks. We'll see you Sunday. Okay, guys. Take care. Thanks. See you, Bowler. You guys really think you can uh, shape, uh, you know, what time the game will no, be by no. sending out vibes into the... It couldn't hurt. <laughs> okay. It couldn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard theories about that, that people think, you know, your thoughts can generate something out into the... Oh, man, if I could Jedi mind trick my way uh, through the NBA schedule, the Jazz would play every game at 3 p.m. It would be home in time. Well, I should we move it up a little more. We can bump it up. Yeah, let's get uh, home for dinner. The game will start at 1. At 1. Adam Silver. The game will start at 1. Not I thought that there. only worked on the weak mind. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. All right, we'll have more coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.